Everyone, get into the ride. Hop on this coaster. And you get in and you put your seatbelt on. Why is our we're not? Why is our <laughs> on the ride? It does loop de loops. You want to put your fucking seatbelt on? Why it's is our to, ride always a no. roller coaster? I want to do a different ride. Can right. we go on like uh, what's the one with the big raft that you sit in and it gets splashed a bunch? Splash Mountain. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I want to go on that ride. All right, we're gonna get wet. get wet. You know what? I like, you know what other ride I like? I like the um, teacups. No, like but it's Dumbo similar ride. to that. The one with the apples where you're on. No, like, any shit that spins tilt around the world? is tilt not the, my thing. Oh, that makes me want to bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the spinny shit. I like roller coasters. Yeah. Uh, spinny shit. On any roller coaster, you go upside down, spin around. That way, that's fine. With forward yes. movement, that's good. Continually spinning, spinning to spin. To centri- fuck that. Centrifugal <laughs> no, I got, force on your brain. Yeah. yeah, I went on the octopus once. I'm not an astronaut. And that fucked me up for the rest of my life on spinny toys. <laughs> it just <laughs> fucked me up at, at Oaks Park and... Uh, Portland, basically. You know what fucked me up? was at McDonald's Playland. Some kid just kept going on that little spinny thing where oh, you're in God, control. Yeah. And I, I'd never been so sick in my life, and now I'm but dude, still we, uh, You know what? There's a right of passage of, of, like, going on the yard, the schoolyard or playground merry-go-rounds hmm. back, oh, yeah, like, in the 70s. Jacked in the balls. When, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the dad had a right of passage, too. It doesn't matter how many children were on there and whose they belong. All he had to say was loudly say, hang on. That was the only requirement. And I'm he could spin that up. motherfucker as long and as fast as he wanted to. And I have been launched off more than fucking once. Been launched off one of those flying through the hour. air, land on your back, and knocks the wind out of you. You're fucking all scraped up. And then you get Sounds back like on a great again. time. Yeah, there's, like, <laughs> far, there's farm implements just fucking right Dude, next to you. They don't have that shit at parks anymore. <laughs> no. I mean, they're all well, they're reasons. all caged in and they've got like governors on them. I mean, yeah. like. You haven't been a child unless you've flown off of a merry-go-round. You did not have. You didn't live the right experience, in no, my opinion. Didn't. I've also been uh, dropped on a on a teeter totter more than once. Oh yeah, shit? yeah. Launching, trying to launch people off. Well, of them launching people, too. but or you get like one where you're on there and with some kid that just is a sociopath, obviously, <laughs> and you're going you're like big, big fucking teeter totter. And right when you're at the apex, they hop off. Hop the off, side, yeah. And just fucking slam. drop your ass, and you feel your tailbone hit your throat. And you learn about betrayal. Yeah. And, and your your fellow man isn't in it for you. But, yep. You or, 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 <laughs> they, or they can land extra hard, put emphasis, and then it would usually have like a half a tire sticking out of the ground, so you get that really good reverb through it yeah. so it would go all the way through there and bounce bounce the person up <laughs> and you can hit them hard enough they would actually be all the way up top and then fall from that distance right and land on their head sometimes the it was <laughs> nobody wins <laughs> so children are evil but yeah, yeah i mean but welcome to just arrive <laughs> another experience that kids don't get to go through anymore or right. tetherball it's not so much playing yeah, the tetherball, it's one. running into <laughs> the fucking pole on the playground. And knowing what a Wilson tetherball tastes like, yeah. which we all do. Yeah. Right. I, and, I wonder how it feels to have those stripes tattooed on the side of your face for half Wilson. of the day. Backwards. Uh, <laughs> I wonder, I mean, can, you think of, can you think of a single implement in, in a playground from our era uh, that you weren't hurt on? Not, not one. one. <laughs> not one. Cause it, cause Swings, no. tetherball, crossbars. Grass. Yeah, <laughs> several times on the grass. The yeah. pavement, playing wall ball. Yep, the, the, the big toy. What we called it was the big toy. I think yeah. they called it the we machine it the now, big toy. or something like that. Uh, they call it the machine. Now? Something like that, or the what? The contraption. I'm I, not I sure. They, the big dome thing. 
We'd yeah. Just, oh, a, and we'd try to run over that in oh, the rain, yeah. and then we'd just rack our nuts every time. Just yeah. black and blue. I mean, mm-hmm. just oh, dumb shit with the bars. That's yes. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, those are cool. But and you don't see those anymore. And then the parallel bars. Of me. <laughs> Somebody always broke their arm every year. I yeah. hurt myself on it. I've tasted, you know, when you taste dirt real hard, or when you get and oh, blood. God. It's always comes yeah. with the, that Dude, metallic blood. It's like taste. one of the earliest uh, gruesome things that I saw as a child in elementary school. Was I watched this kid who was ran up to a recess monitor on the blacktop and was like, "Watch what I can do!" and went to do a cartwheel, and both hands slipped out, and he literally cracked his head open on the blacktop right in front of me. I was <sighs> like. Ah, <laughs> I'm but, never gonna be the same again. But <laughs> was she impressed? <laughs> That's what I no, want. No, she's now she had a bunch of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to Just Ride welcome. number thirty-five. Number anyway, the point is, not I'm the Peebaw. He's not, the Poobah. And that's the bear, the bear Bear, and I'm Bear Bear. <laughs> but Jeff doesn't like sheltered children. He wants them to get hurt. That's no, I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that if that's you right. don't break bones as a child, you kind of miss out on some experiences in life that you probably should have. But you probably should wear a helmet though, because your head you only get some times you can smack that thing you know, before your IQ goes down a bit. Well, yeah, I don't know. I also think we should get rid of warning labels on everything, too. Oh, so, okay. Well, you want to get the population down to about 500 million? Uh, <laughs> no, I just think it's a good idea to make people use some common sense before they do something. Okay. Instead of telling them what their common sense is. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. You guys ready for a would you rather or two? Sure. Let's, let's start, do it. Let's start with something like that. Uh, God dang it. I've got a few for you. All right. Give us your worst one. Uh, here's the worst one. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or 9 inches tall? What? Yeah. I t- you said the worst one. Okay. I'm fucking trying to help you out. 11 that, feet tall going? or 9 inches tall? <laughs> I think Man, that's the dumbest There's advantages to both, but I think I'm going to go bigger as opposed to smaller. Okay. No way, dude. You couldn't drive in any cars. I want to be. I want to be the leprechaun that gets to run down the bar and kick everybody's beer over, <laughs> and, and they'll, they'll they'll line them up and ask me to do it again Man. just because I never saw anything. But how long? Either how long way, that you're never. Fun, either way, you're never going to have satisfying sex ever again in your life. No, you'd ruin people. Or but I feel like yeah. I feel it. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know why this it says a lot about me. That's my deciding factor. <laughs> no <laughs> sex. Fuck you. <laughs> this is all bad. <laughs> I just feel like it'd be less awkward for me being a giant than me being a leprechaun you know in that context it was just yeah. <laughs> at least you're less embarrassing for me yeah, like, like, you know what yeah. I'll be somebody's no, 2.7 a couple somebodies yeah. either either you, size you, you could be Jeff somebody's a fucking nine inch tall leprechaun <laughs> how terrifying you'd just be like use my whole body use my whole body <laughs> I'm going in <laughs> insert Jeff <laughs> and then start doing jumping jacks it, it would work it, it wouldn't affect work. his confidence one bit nope. no one bit no it wouldn't but imagine a, a dildo that's fucking that kind of interactive. It's I'd really, be like riding really a rocket. Well, like what? I'd be like riding on a rocket. <laughs> so last week I explained rule 34 to you guys. Mm-hmm. Disqualifies. <laughs> <laughs> Just it saying. For sure is, exists. There's no chance that it doesn't. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or wear the same underwear for a week? I've done both. Right. Well, we're, we. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm doing both right now. What am I? What am I? What am I doing for this month slash week? Am I just uh, working at home or am I working construction? You're, you're in your, <laughs> hardest job you ever did. Oof, God, fuck. Underwear for a week? Yep. I'd take that if I was working hard. Over your stinky o- feet. Over socks. Socks become like the whole texture changes. <laughs> Well, Dude, if your feet are unhappy while oh, you're yeah, working, yeah, you're toast, bad. you know? Like, well, yeah, I'll tell you, ass. because, I mean, even on some, some outdoor trips I've gone on, I don't bring extra underwear. 
I just wear my long john pants the whole time. Hmm. Uh, but I bring extra extra socks yep. just because your feet can get so fucked up. I mean, yep. you can wash your ass and balls a lot easier every day than you can uh, your feet, really. And and then you know, putting wet socks back on sucks anyway. Yeah, it really does. But mm-hmm. uh, it puts a damper to the day. No yeah, I mean, you're on your feet. They, they perspire. I, I would arguably say more than your crotch area too. Plus, they're enclosed even more. It, I don't it's really just like safer having, to do the socks. I don't really like having shit on my feet anyway. <laughs> but, you know, like, Fuck I, that. I, I if, can, I, if I have to, it's got to be something good. I can't walk, walk on the carpet bare feet. Weird. You're both Dude, weird. I'm the fucking opposite. Like, I can't. I, I subconsciously take my fucking socks off. If I'm sitting in my house with socks on, I'll look down and one will be, like, just on the toe of my foot and the other one will be off. Oh, I don't like having socks and on. And I won't even. I'll be like, whoa. No, I just okay. have to wear slippers. Slippers are rad. That's yeah. a good thing. But goddamn, they stink. Talk they about do stinky. Yeah, they get <sighs> some about slippers yeah. and uh, flip flops. Those those two things. Once your feet touch them once, it's they're like, done. Now ruined. I gotta go buy a new. I pair. don't really wear either one of those things. So. Well, because yeah. by you learned that. You're like, <laughs> what's the point of having stinky ass feet for fucking? Like, these are these are gross things to have on my feet. <laughs> yeah, I love slippers, but that's the problem is when I'm at home, that's what I wear all the time. I think so you have to clean them every sweat. day. They're stinky. probably like underwear. That's probably what's going on. Yeah, oh, but God. they're like leather and wool. God damn it, my, my thing hot. jumped around. You losing all your would-you-rathers over there? Bro? I lost them all. No, let's see. What else we got here? Yeah, I like this one. Would you rather have in life a pause button or a rewind button for your life? Dude, rewind for sure. Rewind. How far can I rewind? Yeah, rewind. As far as you want. Yeah. You can go That's back to Prince before. of Persia, bro. You can go back to the, your daddy's balls. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I wouldn't do That's it to change Prince. anything. I might just want to relive a moment or see a moment. You would too. See a moment. Change things, you fucking liar. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. I wouldn't go back and yes, change you things. you would. Motherfucker. <laughs> Let me get my fucking story. I'm telling I, I love defy you. I, I love when Jeff takes you serious like that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of our podcast. Just like, fuck you. Shane just keeps going. Uh, I found a button. There's a button, button, button. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, that's fun. Uh, no, but it would be it would be cool to go back and see certain parts of my life, good and bad, and see them from a third person t- perspective, just to see if I remembered it the way that it actually was. Fair, that's fair. All right, does now, that make more fucking sense? Listen to me, asshole. Listen to me, <laughs> bitch. If you found out that a girl you slept with gave you herpes, you wouldn't rewind that shit and not do it. No. Bullshit. I feel I'm calling bullshit too. It's like, come on. Bullshit. Just going to the doctor for the goddamn. Why on earth would you not if you had the ability to? It's fucking life experience oh, I learned God. from. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> All right. That could have that got me herpes too. So yes. Either way. Could have. Here's an interesting one. It's kind of Groundhog Day. All right. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year or take three years off the end of your life? I don't know if that's even an equal what? thing. Well, you get to live an extra year just repeating the same day. If I get to choose well, the day, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't know if that one is necessarily as good as I Read thought it was. Read that again. I don't understand. Would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year? So Groundhog Day for a okay. year. Or take three years off the end of your life? I don't. Three years off the end of your life. So you lose. You either use, lose three years of your life or... Or live one of those years on repeat for a year is what, how I'm understanding yeah, that. Yeah. 
Well, that's so. I guess for some people living, the they same would rather fucking again. die early than have to live the same day over and over. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a subjective question because it depends on what day that is. I remember seeing a comedian, I think, saying like, "There's two kinds of people in this world: people that think Groundhog Day is great, and people that think Groundhog Day is a fucking hell on earth." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, shit. I kind of would just uh, get get a piano. That's fuck. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. So, do you remember living the same day every single day? <laughs> <laughs> These are all good questions. I feel like an AI bot like wrote this fucking. 65 repetitions if I well I don't know though but dude. you get to go like, do different like shit same, right? yeah that's what I mean like can you fuck with the variables like like, <laughs> do I get the like Truman show this shit I mean that's literally what happens in Groundhog Day is he fucks with the variables right yeah which would be kind of fun actually it's Groundhog Day you get to you, but Jeff you're isn't allowed to do that because he wouldn't even rewind to get rid of herpes so that's he doesn't true. get the second you're try right. on another day he didn't well, learn you the have lesson to lose three years <laughs> <laughs> does not pass go lose because three years. you didn't like my other answer you're now trying I to don't, give me, I don't like your other answer you're, you're don't virtue trying to give me my answer experience <laughs> god damn you sound like a fucking political party <laughs> oh this is practicing we do it every week this one's kind of interesting it's about two famous people you ready for some famous people sure would you rather sip gin with ryan reynolds Man, or shoot gin <laughs> right I, no shit or shoot tequila with dwayne the rock johnson shoot tequila i'd go gin with ryan reynolds that I would, sounds I, would go I don't know reynolds. god that'd be i don't know i like both the both her stories are so amazing and for two different reasons they are both great men i yeah, will say yeah. Hang, both hanging out with dwayne men. would be fun tequila and i are not a safe mix <laughs> no shit. That, that, that throws it weird. Yeah. I'm going to say Jin, things. Jin and I are a very complimentary mix, and I think I would have a great time with Ryan Reynolds. So. Fair. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be amazing. Doesn't he have his own gin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I had you try that you were yeah. like, oh, goddamn. Yeah, fucking goddamn. <clears throat> that guy's gone into a lot of different business ventures. He's got mm-hmm. cell phones, he's got all the things. Uh, how about the last one? Would you rather spend a year at war or a year in prison? Year at war. At war, yeah, yeah, okay. I think so too. Cages and I don't don't compute. Yeah, fair enough. I would say the same too. I mean, then you can do drugs and Be, being somewhere you don't want to be already. <laughs> I guess sucks. in prison you can do drugs too. Being, huh? somewhere, yeah, for sure. being somewhere you don't want to be with no way out sucks even more. Yeah, so I'd rather be at war. Mm-hmm. And I might necessarily not. I mean, it might not be something I. I mean, I might want to be there. So. What if I just deserve? <laughs> True. There's all then these options, up, and I have no then answers. You end up in option B. <laughs> no shit, you can try them both. Collect the whole right? set. That's, like go, a, that's what I mean. 50, you can always 50. just fall back on the other one. <laughs> that's regret true. your decision. Pick the, pick, if you go in that order, that's the right way to do it. I'm just gonna take a shrapnel shell of the legs and then marry my hot Italian nurse. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> take a page out of like our last book. show. <laughs> all right. Well, we like to start uh, with our very first kind of thing. Usually, with uh, Shaden and I doing. Some sort of introduction to what Jeff does. And it sounds a little something like this. I think that worked. It's okay. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's kind of jazzy. It's better than last week. You guys slowly, but I picked a jazz note last week that I shouldn't have. I know. Cut me right out of the song. That's why. I know. It took him out. He's such a critic. Finally got me music. to participate. Was he, was he you know, next, next week we're just going to be like, police stories, beep, 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 you, beep, and then just cut it. Yep. 
That's it. <laughs> we were <laughs> be fine. You know, I know, like, a, that sounds crazy. If you would have been more to catch on, the more I go along with this, the more they're gonna just they'd be like, "Well, now he likes it, so fuck it. We're not gonna." If do you would have been more supportive, we would have got like big drums out, and we would have got guitars. <laughs> we would have had a female singer come join us. But no. So, give us a goddamn story. Actually, we're talking about not necessarily a story. Uh, we're going to talk about the concept of lowering standards yeah, for just, policing. That's kind of new. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, it, it started happening before I left. Um, and the military's doing this, and too. And military, yeah, yeah. military's doing it as, as yeah. well. I don't know much about the military. I wasn't a military guy. I'm not the guy to speak on the military. You know, most Nor of am I. speak on is the agency that I worked for. Throw down. Uh, within the state of Washington. And, I, I mean, just really throughout my career, I watched the standards change. And mostly what we're talking about is like the physical standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I went through, if I can remember, even remember all the stuff that we had to do. But uh, So when I went through, it was broken up between men and women. And it was in age brackets from 21 to 30, 31 to 40, 40 and so right. on. They did the same brackets for just a women's division, essentially. Right. So I, uh, like I had to run a mile and a half in 11 minutes and 51 seconds at the age that I was for a man. I think a woman, it was like 16 minutes or something. So they, right. so there were, so there were differences there. I had to do, uh, you know, X amount of pull-ups and I think, I think it was, I think it was 10 pull-ups. It wasn't a whole lot. Right. But then it was like, uh, you had to do 60 sit-ups in two minutes. And, and then there was like a stretch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and like for there was another one where I had to do an obstacle course too. But every everybody had to do obstacle course. It was like probably the most fair thing that I'd ever seen. Hmm. Um, anyway, so at some point they decided to take away. Well, it's it's not it's it's too broke up between men and women and age groups. So let's try and make it more universal. So really all they did was they they came out with like a, a run that was like 18 minutes I think ended up being the median or something it was it was oh, really right. high it was super high e- super easy for most yeah, people Yeah I could to walk pass. that I could walk a mile in 18 minutes pretty easy Yeah yeah so um or mile and a half uh and it, then they was uh, they reduced the number of you know sit-ups and push-ups and then they kind of had it like if you didn't pass one you could like do more on the other Sure, in they, case it was a weakness eventually they're like giving out like IOUs so like okay right. you can say you did <laughs> yeah. 12 but yeah. give us like, the IOU you got out of bed this morning which is <laughs> impressive so and then by there's time, a badge and you're gone <laughs> but when I left they got rid of the run totally like they're like no longer do you have to pass a running time well, that makes well, sense Jeff, you'll never yeah. have to do that on the job yeah, you'll I was never just say I've never but seen a police officer run one time 30 squat thrusts in 3 minutes <laughs> And, and, you know, and then like, I think it's like 20 push-ups, 30 sit-ups. It was just super dumb. Down. Like, I mean, to the point, like, like, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you come in and test and you can't pass this physical, you need to not only make new career choices, you need to make some different fucking life choices. You need to see it. Because you're about ready to fucking die <laughs> if you can't do these things. I mean, it really is. It's that easy right. now. So, you know, a few questions. I, I mean, it's like, why, why is that happening? You know, and, and. Is it well, who wants to be a cop these days? That, yeah, that's really the biggest problem with all the propaganda and everything that's happened is a lot of people don't want to be a police officer anymore. And when it comes, I mean, and it's always been throughout the, the testing procedure, uh, you, you generally take the written and the physical the first day. 
together because those are the two things that whack people the most. But out of that, most people passed the written. I was the only person I know that <laughs> fucking failed the written. First time I took a police test, I failed the written. Cause but I, like like, but I did the physical first. I smoked the physical. Nice. Uh, anyway, uh, but most people, about 70%, <laughs> that's where, where they fall out is on the physical test. Mm. So they keep trying to make it easier and easier and easier to get, you know, to, I guess intellectually more qualified people possibly give them another shot almost. And then of course, then people usually get hammered at the oral boards and everything. Right. Um, and it, and it just goes on. But I think that lowering the physical standard in itself. Who's that serving is, is a huge problem. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, it gets a lesser quality person. I'm sure of somebody who isn't willing to take care of themselves to, to show that they have the physical ability to even go out and do the job you feel so, like that's the opposite way it should be going you yeah. think they should be raising it and i think that i in the standards as far as law enforcement goes i think that 21 is too young to start i really do and and honestly if you look at the the age of 21 year olds now they don't know what the fuck they want to do with their life anyway no sure. shit i mean i, I don't even know i i even think 30 at, at this time is even kind of pushing it but i i think that the most appropriate age to get into law enforcement is 25 to 26 years old um mostly because uh, men and women both should have frontal lobes by about that age and have had some Pretty shit close, happen in yeah. life so they know a little bit more about what they're doing yeah. but i also think that that's a time and an and age where you should recognize more so the type of job that you're going into and that physical fitness should be important and if you're not taking care of it you shouldn't probably shouldn't go down that career because you're going to get yourself killed or somebody else i mean it's more than just looking good it, yeah it's dangerous it, it's, for you. yeah it's dangerous for yourself it's dangerous for your people you work with and it's dangerous for the community that you're trying to protect right yeah well lowering the standard doesn't serve the fundamental idea of serve and protect the populace no, I mean if you're less capable of, well, and the military's doing the same thing, thing from what yeah. I understand. I can't That's speak what, uh, a lot on it. But. Yeah, it's just recent, but it's just a matter of like people don't want to do these things right now. So, I mean, for obvious reasons, I guess at this point, yeah. the age thing is a big one for me, man. Like I was far from the worst twenty-one year old, but I sh should not. I had no business being in any position of authority over other people when I was twenty-one. No, oh, man, like, I didn't yeah. know my ass from my elbow. Also, how many people that are getting pulled over are going to show the same kind of respect to a twenty-one year old? Uh, you know, forty-five-year-old veteran or a fifty-five, sixty-year-old veteran. What's up, fam? Right. You know why I pulled you over? <laughs> right, and I'm not slamming all. I will Your say that fire, but fuck it. What? Very rarely have I met a, have I met somebody at, at that between twenty-one and twenty-six that I felt comfortable with. I mean, whether they made it or not, whether they were good, they were good for like you're good for a twenty-one-year-old. You're going to be fine when you're twenty-five. We're going to keep you around, kind of thing. Right, but. I didn't see anybody under 25 that didn't have a problem initially with having control of that, of, of that authority. Right. You know, that's too much. Power. Where, they, where they'd have to be like, Hey man, just, you know, where you're looking, you're looking for a reason to arrest somebody in this, but relax. Right. You know, temperance is yeah, so key in that. Yeah. We don't have a crime here. Stop, don't look for a crime. You know, we have anyway, it, and it takes plenty of time. <laughs> so we have enough paperwork to do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the point is, so. I mean, just when you're younger, it, it, it means, some, it means something different. I think than when somebody who's somebody who's 25, 26 years old, the job just has a different meaning at that point in your life. So, and it happens to be when I started, but I was what? 24, I think. Hmm. Yeah. 
Fucking A. All right, well. Yeah, I don't think it's a good thing to be lower in standards like that, you know? Like, I'm, <coughs> as we've covered before, I'm all about equality of opportunity, but, like, mm-hmm. merit has to play a role, especially mm-hmm. when it when it's in a job that has utility like that, where it's just like, look, you have to be able to do this, mm-hmm. at least this. And mm-hmm. if you can, don't care who you are, where you came from, you succeed. But if you can't, sorry improve come back and try again right yeah. exactly yeah. get on steroids sorry yeah. <laughs> that's take a lot of drugs or become a criminal they'll take that's you that. right <laughs> anyway that's you know i mean that's the thing to too that is, that's not that's not a male versus female issue that's that's just a you're just going to get a lower quality of person yeah to do to, the to same to like, do, it doesn't matter to, to be able to do the Door dirty kick, hard parts of the job drag a person you, you need somebody that can handle yeah. dirty hard parts of the job and and lowering standards isn't going to get you what what the community needs right definitely not we want to definitely it sounds like what people want is to raise the standards that's what people are asking for they want the right. highest standards. Well, but people. they also want to you know lower training and then expect people to you know <laughs> know what to do in a fight or you know have this expectation of you know a, you know use a taser or something well then you get people getting tased more so than they should probably yeah because well you know i can't can't go hands-on anymore so i gotta do something to dissolve this now everybody's getting tased first off it's not very effective and secondly it's just it's not a good way to do business so you don't want to rely on your tools you want to rely on your brains and your body that makes sense to me I could not be trusted with a taser, even now. <laughs> right? Even now. Uh, I'd, be like, I'd be like walking in the bar, I'd be like, oh, I'll be the first one to admit when you taste somebody, it's hard not to laugh. And sometimes you do, you just can't help it. That shit's funny, man. Because it is pretty goddamn funny. Yeah. It's really funny, especially when it's not happening to me. Yeah. Correct. It's always funny. Even then, it's kind of funny afterwards. It's always funnier when it's not me, but it's not always funny. Uh, I gotta ask you guys questions. Says, are we done with the police story? Yeah, I think okay. so. You wanna have a, uh, I don't have any police stories. They're probably gonna they, <laughs> next week. I'm sure they're gonna want to hear a real story. We, that's two in a row that we've not actually told the story. We but just we talked, talked about policing. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think that's fair. Uh, let's, we should do like the slow elevator police police stories. That's the end of. Just police stories that weren't really This is stories. depressing. Yeah, it was. Let's not do that one again. <laughs> you know, with, I like the high energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go run, motherfucker, run. Right. Can you run now, I want to ask you. Can you run faster than 1,200 feet per second? Can you run faster than 60 beats per minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. Yes and no. All right, to both of you. Now, I want to ask you guys about your first cars and your, your history of cars and your life with cars. Uh, what was your first car? We talk about car stuff. My first car was a gift from my brother-in-law. It was like a hand-me-down because he got a new car. So he gave it to me as this little 95 Toyota Tercel. Mm. Hot Toyota rod. Tercel. Total hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> Front-wheel drive. Those Tercels. Like 50cc, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Those little tur- Tercels are actually pretty cool. You know what? That car, yeah. I have nothing but fond memories of that car. Like it was, I hit a deer in that car and it didn't kill me (laughs) and I had a different color hood and fender for (laughs) the rest of the time I owned it. I drove that thing hard and put it away wet. (laughs) Toyotas are great cars. They really are. Almost until it was at 300,000 miles and then I still traded it in for a thousand (laughs) bucks. That was a great car. I got to this, I got to this point where I was like so good with it because I was, I had it when I was in Canada, right? So like. We had in my small town. We had these things we called loser laps. 
which is literally everybody who's of driving age or can have passengers was yeah that's pretty close Zach just pull up a picture sorry mine was dark blue dark blue but with, with a black hood yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the the hood when it breaks yeah, you get the, the black 95 hood. to sell baby hell yeah but uh so we would do loser laps which is everybody who's of driving age or can have passengers you just all pile in a few cars and you would just drive around town and like my town was six square blocks <laughs> in we the call mountains, that cruising. You know? cruising yeah, we're yeah. Just, we'd just be rolling around and blaster music and going nowhere and then uh we'd like split up and like play tag you know like just like who can get behind who or whatever hmm. which was dumb but yeah <laughs> still fun though but, but anyway yeah. so we do this in the winter time and i got to the point where we had these really wide streets like exceptionally wide like montana wide <laughs> for some reason and uh <laughs> My friend would be following me, and I figured out exactly how to do like an e-brake turn, so I would one eighty perfectly and face them in the opposite lane. Nice. <laughs> I remember the first time I did that when like my youth leader from church was following me home one night, and I was just like, "Watch this!" <laughs> I flipped around. She was like, "How? Where did you learn how to do that?" I was like, "By doing it a bunch." <laughs> <laughs> my car weighs nothing. It's like a fucking Hot Wheels. <laughs> By doing it a bunch. She didn't like that answer, did she? No. But it was probably a good answer for her. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first car. Toyota, Toyota Tercel, nineteen ninety-five. Of that, of that car. A two-tone. I had a hand-me-down, 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 1972 four-door Dodge Polaro. I believe that car was like 28 feet long. It was... Wow. It, and, and I nicknamed it. And it floated on the water. And the top <laughs> of it was like that blue... Uh, fucking uh what's that material a vinyl but it all started peeling off so i just scraped it all off nice (laughs) yeah so i nicknamed it the party barge (laughs) and i was able to get 21 people into the cab of that car no way and still be able to drive wow yeah and then i I got stopped with all 21 (laughs) nice awesome yeah i did that's another one of those examples of like at a certain point you got to respect it. Yeah, it was the stu- <laughs> right, right. It was the, well. It was the student resource officer that stopped me, and uh, and uh, recognized me. He's like, "What, what the fuck? Catch, are what are you fucking doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "We want to see how many people fit in the car." He's like, "Well, how many is it?" I'm like, "Exactly 21." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that's." He's he, like, he starts adding like, it up. It's like, "Well, it's 500 dollars per person that you've crammed over like, the limit." So but no, here's the thing. I actually won the. He's like, "But not everybody's in seatbelts." I'm like, "Yes, but all the seatbelts are being used." <laughs> is that working core he's like this is still unsafe you can't get him back to the school okay and then he let me drive off and goes what's one of motherfuckers nice. not there? Yeah. nice it was a different time that was so you had a boat and you had a little i don't even know a little rc tone. car yeah a little, it is totally and my sister lisa borrowed it when i was out of town which i mean rightfully so borrowed it i mean, I mean it's just the car i drove them my my car and she blew the engine up which means i probably ran the fucker out of oil and yeah yeah you know it was probably my fault absolutely but it happened in her care so i got to blame her even though i realized it was probably my fault score why can i i think i've already talked about my first i talked about my little blue hearse didn't i yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i never really drove that because that was before i got my license and i sold it because i was made fun of because my dad drove it to school right that was the story (laughs) Uh, have i told the story about my my grand prix i did i I don't know I had a 1991 Pontiac Grand Prix that I bought when I was 16 from working 
really hard for my parents. <laughs> and also picking up a lot of dog shit, like yeah. a lot of dog shit. Eating a lot of dog food. <laughs> and eating dog food yeah. for them. That's, I feel like that's hard yeah. work. Well, that's yeah. how you can save your money is eating dog food. You know, it is. It was free to me. Yeah. Yeah, my parents kind of, all the food was free to me. No though, sugar. So so. I would have preferred actually like senior froggies and like salad. <laughs> and stuff. Um, but no, my first car that I bought, I think I've talked about it on the inside scooper is what I've talked about it here. But anyway. Uh, it was a 91 Grand Prix. It was teal, but not teal teal. Not like light teal. It was like a dark... They called it teal, but it was a dark blue. And sometimes it looked fucking badass blue. But sometimes it looked teal. Uh, anyway, so it was like that kind of paint job where it kind of changed colors. So it was girly. Uh, no, not really. I, it was no? it was the coolest car. I still would prefer that over any car I've had, except for the <laughs> one I wrecked the, not that long ago. But uh, it was... I think I told this story too, but basically I bought a car at 16 and the insurance, my dad was coaching me through all this stuff. He's like, you don't want to get a really powerful engine because your insurance will be through the roof. And, but it ended up being a really powerful engine after I bought it. And he's like, Oh, we ran the VIN and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's actually a much more powerful engine than what's on the sticker. And I was like, Oh cool. You're like, Oh darn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, can't undo now yeah. kind of thing. And it was rad. That engine was fucking rad. So, but it had, the thing that sold me on it was a I could fit in it because most of the cars I wanted to drive my feet were too stupid so it was like uh, literally I have to take my shoes off in most cars to, to drive it's very dumb but this one I felt comfortable in I could fit it and it had a stereo on the steering wheel I know I've said that into this microphone before stereo it sold me on the steering wheel it had well it had all the controls for the stereo oh, at right. the time but a really classy way like in the the Pontiac style mm-hmm. all plastic 1990s shit and it, it, I don't know why it smelled great that car and until I got, had it for a couple of weeks but, <laughs> but everything about it was just a lot of fun it reminded me of like a little teal Knight Rider car or something but Man, uh, I miss they Pontiacs, were cool cars and it, and it had all, my, by the way it had all the spoiler shit all the really cool spoiler shit on it to make it not look like a grandma car because <laughs> yeah. basically nice. it was a grandma's car but it wasn't no they were cool cars those it kind was. of cars are cool Pontiac Pontiac made good cars man my my girlfriend in high school drove a Pontiac G6 that was like had like a little turbocharger in it. And I, was I had like, a G6. I was in love like, with that fucking car. They're so great. They're so fast. And <laughs> when I went to buy my first car, I was like, "Do you have anything? Like, here's my price point." I was like, "Do you have like a Pontiac G6?" And he laughed. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Uh, He's like, "Yeah, that's not in your price point." And I was like, oh. "Did you ever see my pon- did my G6?" Yeah, I, I think uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we sold to. Is that what that song's about? What? That G6. Like stupid. a G6? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> G7. Um, what the hell are we talking about? Cars. Uh, cars. Oh, yeah. No, so, next question. Your favorite car that you've owned? The one I have right now. <laughs> that 92 Jeep Cherokee Sport. That is, that is a good feeling. God, I've kind of liked all of the cars too. that I've owned, though. I, my, my next car was a little 1971 Honda 4-speed. That's how I learned to drive a stick shift. Because I moved to Seattle two days after I got it, what and year? didn't know how to drive it. Seventy-one. Nice. Yeah, it just looked like a little roller skate kind of. It's tiny. Little They've thing. come a long way, haven't they? Yeah, but I loved that car. But then that one, I finally got rid of that one after years, and then I bought a little Toyota pickup truck, and I love that too. I, I fucking I put two hundred fifty thousand miles on that thing. I know. Have you had ever had a car that you didn't like? No. No, and then yes. I had another. I had, <laughs> I had one other truck, and then the truck that I own now, and I've had this thing since two thousand seven. And you won, and you basically won that through fucking being a good poker player. Yeah, yeah, poker money. Another story for another time, probably. 
Yeah, I had a nightmare car. It was the first car I bought on my of my own. Like I had my first car that was given to me. I ran it, and then I was like, I'm gonna be an adult, and I'm gonna trade in my <laughs> old car, and I'm gonna get a, you know, make a down payment, get my own car. I'll finance it like a big boy. <laughs> I don't like being big boy. Now. God damn it, yeah. dude! That car. It was a. It was a Chevy Cobalt, an 06 Chevy Cobalt LS, which is like the midline one. Okay. You don't see them anymore because they're probably all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a five-year loan on that fucker. In the last two years I was paying on it, it didn't even operate. Nah. Like, it was just the biggest piece of shit. And even when it did operate, it had like a power issue that nobody could ever solve where it was just getting limited at like 4,000 RPMs in any gear. It was Ugh. a manual. And if I went uphill, that went down to about 2,500. Yeah. And I, it doesn't matter. I could just bury the throttle, and it was like, no. Like, it would run. wouldn't sputter or anything, but it was just like, mm. You're like, I am frustrated. People would get behind me, single lane stuff, and they're like oh. flashing at me yeah. and honking. Like, and I'm like, I, what do you want me? Push me. I tried to avoid people. <laughs> I'm planning my trips to avoid people, but you showed up. Yeah. And you're going way faster than me. Yeah, I finally decided to be done with that car when I had just gotten back. I took a road trip all the way to Ohio from here for a huge rock festival. And then uh, spent three and a half days rocking my ass off, sweating, not sleeping, drinking a bunch. <laughs> and then, like, sleepy drove the whole way back in shifts, yeah. you know? So, like, and then everybody was too sleepy for, like, the last 14 hours. So it was just me, you know, like, with the windows down, slapping myself Ugh, in the face kind of brutal. shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, and so we got back into Done Spokane. That. I was like, we're not stopping. Fuck this. Like, we're so close. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> and if I crash and kill us, it's your guys. <laughs> I've, I've made that decision for other people, too. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like bands many times. So I'm in my band real We got part. into Spokane at like three in the morning. And uh, my car was parked at my buddy's place. And so I took him there and got my shit. And I was like, see ya. Like, I'm going home. I lived about 20 minutes out. Into I hate the, you right now. Bye. Out into the sticks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I left. I'm doing about 40 down this windy back road on the way to where I was living. And all of a sudden, my entire car cants to the left. And there's sparks flying outside my driver window. <laughs> don't, don't, and, don't. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And it was like my, my front driver tire literally sheared the lug bolts off and jammed itself up above my fender. Oh, and my, I was just like coasting on the fucking rotor. You're like, can I make it the next yeah. <laughs> twenty yeah. miles? Or how are yeah. we hit the gas? And it's and <laughs> will the police let notice? me remind you that it's three in the morning and I'm on a back road in fucking Green Acres. You know, which for anybody who's not in Spokane, that's like where it starts turning into farm shit. You yeah, know? it's very farming. So. A lot of people don't like the valley. So I'm like, well, fuck. Now what do I do? So then then I'm there, and I had to get like an after-hours emergency flatbed tow truck to come and get me. I'm barely awake. You know, yeah, I can't afford that shit at all either. Like, I could barely afford this trip I just got back from. (laughs) You know, so I'm just like, it's like five in the morning. I haven't slept at all. My car's demolished. I'm just like, I hate this car. I hate it. I fucking hate this car. It's been the bane of this time of my life. It had a pretty dope Deadpool decal I put on the back window, though. That you had to, when, it, when <laughs> you got rid of it. you it, drove it. It's, it's for the sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. I, I want to tell a sticker story now. I think I must have told this, and I haven't told you guys. My Grand Prix, <laughs> I loved that car. It was always faster than all the cars that it's not supposed to be faster than. I don't know why. <laughs> I just beat everyone with that car. It was just fun. It was a fun Sleeper. car to drive and shit. Hell yeah. And when I 
I also did a lot of things to it. Like I learned how to drive in that car, learned how to drive in Spokane snow. Uh, I learned that I, you know, I almost rolled it into a in precipice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I learned those things. That's in the a car. special bond. <laughs> I did. I had a great car between a boy and his car. It, no shit, right? No fucking shit. But so I had. I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this. But I had at the time. I liked heavy metal a lot. So I had you know Metallica stickers no and way. Tool stickers. And on the front, I had a Pantera sticker, a big sizable one on the front. Mm-hmm. And this this car had all tinted everything. It was very cool. Even the front. Even the front had a tint at the top. So it just looked fucking tight. The front of this car, I was just like, that's a grandma car that looks tight. It's teal, (laughs) but it's tight. That's the coolest grandma. And it's the Pantera car. And everyone would just kind of go through the parking lot and you'd be like, that's Zach's Pantera car. (laughs) And I remember when I I finally ruined it. I think I just didn't put enough oil in it at one point. And I blew the fucking engine for the last time. Like literally blew out the engine. Uh, I remember driving away in this, this Bonneville. It was some fucking like literally a grandma car with like a tear in my eye it had a stereo on the steering wheel but it was stupid it had like two buttons i might had like 40 buttons this one has two i'm like i look like and i look back in the mirror at the pantera sticker and i was like fuck it i'm gonna spend 6400 dollars and put a new engine in that fucking car and i drove i turned around and i drove back and i got and the guy laughed at me at the place he's like you're seriously gonna do that for this car then I'm like, I'm doing it for the sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I really felt like that. My dad was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to be your dad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it was over after that. I but, understand, man. I get attached to my cars, which is bad business me for too, a car owner. Dude. You know, oh, but like God. I'm fucking like that, though, that Jeep will be that car, that car for me. Like I'll just keep rebuilding it until there's nothing and left you can of the frame. Car. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt I was a little heartbroken when I traded in my Tercel. Same deal because I had so many fucking memories in that car, like, yeah. so many things I learned, so right. many things that I survived that maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I ended up. The sad thing is, I traded that thing in for to like what you said. Like I'm gonna be a big boy now, even yeah. though that was, was kind of a big boy thing. But I bought all that with cash that I'd saved up for fucking a decade of work for my parents, mm-hmm. and I love that car and I got everything out of it. I drowned it. I rolled it. I fucking blew the engine out and bought a new one. I fucking puked in it. Had my first sexuals in it. All my, fr- you know, it was all these things. There's bong water this thick in there, which is several <laughs> inches thick, is what I'm showing. But I traded in for a Dodge Ram truck, like a pretty good size one that had. You know, I, I didn't trade it for a sticker, but I traded it for like it starts with a remote. remote control, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty neat at the time, and I fucked that one all up and shit. But I remember regretting it so much. It's like that that truck sucked, and it was like kind of like your mm-hmm. your car, where it was like it's just a problem all the time, and other people fucked it up for me and stuff. But that car was like I should have kept that car forever because it was. I know it's stupid, like you said, to be yep. sentimental and attached to a car, but. I spent $6,400 on an engine for a car that was probably worth five grand. Good for you. Good I'm for a you. jackass. But, and I got... You I know, support that decision. And to be honest, I got the same in, engine, but with no miles on it. Well, it wasn't brand new, because you know they don't give right. you a brand new one. Yeah. But it was already fast before that, and I fucked it up pretty good. I mean, I was <laughs> pedal to the metal everywhere I went. You were probably looking for me at one point in that car. Uh, it might have been the rookie year in Spokane, but anyway... Uh, but then they gave me that new engine and I was like, oh, this is even better. And <laughs> it, it was one of those penny. cars where it was like, <laughs> it really did hit you fucking hard. I still haven't had a car that hit me like that. But yeah. Anyway. I never, I learned how to drive stick in a Mitsubishi Eclipse GT. 
Fuck. Yeah. Those were my, fun cars. My stepmom's car. It was like her gift to herself before she married Those my were dad, fucking you know? fun cars. So she still was had she a stripper? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> my yeah. goodness. She was an EMT. That's a good a question, though. Okay. Yeah. That's just like this universal stripper car. Right. <laughs> He's like, there's, but, there's only those in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. This the, the goddamn yeah, that car. The, the, the itchy pussy 3000. That car. <laughs> what is it called? Damn, Mitsubishi. Bro. I'm sorry. Mitsubishi. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't. You can call it whatever you want. That car was fucking fun. Dude. They are so fun <laughs> and so fun. Yeah, they're cool looking too. I did some man. I got up to some shenanigans in that car because she she very graciously let me drive it without her supervision on several occasions, and that was a mistake on her part. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless. <laughs> Thankfully, I never wrecked it, but oh boy, did I roast those tires, and oh boy, did I get up over 100 miles an hour a time or two. <laughs> you need to. And yeah. that's, it's really got and, to. Uh, yeah, I remember roasting the tires in your car, and then we had this long stretch of road called Airport Road in my town, and like it stunk so bad, like like, like tires, burnt rubber, you know? And I was just like, oh no, I <laughs> cannot me. take this car back this way. So I literally drove up and down Airport Road for trying like air an out. hour <laughs> trying to air it out. <laughs> Putting some I'm like fucking little <laughs> 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 Febreze, like, come on! Yeah. <laughs> Which actually probably ruined the car. Probably. I got. Uh, Sorry, Donny K. I love you. <laughs> let's stick on cars. I'm. I'm curious. I don't even know if you have a dream car, but do you have a car that that if you had an unlimited amount of money, or if you just had a, the right amount of money for it in the right circumstances, what would be the car that you'd want? That you know. I would just get a probably a three quarter ton flatbed Dodge. All right. That's all I want. You're, you're easy to please. Yeah. They have those. They're out there. Yeah, they're, yeah, it's accessible to me. Yeah. You wouldn't put it, would you put anything special in it? Have you seen any, you know? Uh, yeah, I'd probably put some heavy duty. Satellite dish. Heavy duty, no, heavy duty grills on it just for mountain driving. Right. Would you get a snorkel? It. Get a snorkel if you're out there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> for when I fall in the ocean in the middle of Idaho. You can, yeah. You, can. <laughs> you know, Idaho has a fuckload of rivers, buddy. There's a lot of rivers in Idaho. I think yeah. it's the most Clearwater's amount of river. Clearwater's not that deep. It's not that Fair bad. enough. Okay. I'll, I'll shut my fucking face. But that's what the snorkel's for is you can drive through it. Well, I mean, I might be able to. You were saying, like, anyway. fuck, snorkels are silly. Well, it's a point, if, especially if you have a lifted truck where it's like, it's not even going to reach the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool. So, a, a truck. And did you say Ford or Chevy? Dodge. Do okay, yeah. Dodge. I so, like Dodge. I, I mean, everybody fights about those three, but honestly, like, Chevy, it's like. Well, it's Ram now, isn't it? They don't even call it Dodge anymore, do they? It's they're Ram. separate. Yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck, I don't know. See, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's general, yeah, yeah. But, like, Chevys, they're like. The super comfortable ride for sure out of out of trucks mm -hmm. i think they're more comfortable uh ford i think or they've gotten more payload than they used to have but i don't think they're as comfortable where dodges are like totally stiff they're not comfortable but they have the most payload mm -hmm. and the best pulling capacity i think it's just my opinion but you know somebody that likes a ford is going to tell me i'm wrong someone else that likes the chevy is going to tell me i'm fucking wrong i think it has a so, better logo I just think it or looks it cool. Yeah, and yeah. it looks cool. I like animal. I like the I like the body shape. Some of guy's name. So I, everybody's. I, name and I like the red. I, you know, it's got the Dodge red is the good red. It's about the best red that's out there. Okay. So you get a, a newer version of what you have. I, yeah, I get exactly the same thing, just in a flatbed, and a, mine's a half ton. I get a three quarter ton. So, so what Jeff is saying is he's balling. He is killing life right now. He's got what he wants. Fuck yeah! And you, <laughs> if that's fuck, no Lamborghinis. You no, don't, you I, no in fact, I actually what I want. You wouldn't get, get a super truck. I want to get the bed taken off this truck and get a flatbed on it. Tight. I like the the flatbed style. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You can just do a lot more work with it. And you can put all your toys like the fun. Get all the goddamn. You'd probably get two four wheelers on it. I yeah. would. I would imagine sideways. So, what's your dream car? 
So when you crash that truck beyond repair, will you rewind and go back and not crash it? <laughs> no, no. He's right not to let it go. Because I got insurance and I'll just get another one. As long as I come out alive, and he might, it's just another lesson learned. Don't take that corner so character fast. character would have been developed exactly. He, developed, right. he wouldn't have been developed as that. It pisses you off that Die I'm on that I know. <laughs> I know it makes you so mad. <laughs> I'll get you to be honest I just, with yourself. Life has just become such a fucking adventure, dude. It's like, <laughs> this is what I planned, but it's probably not going to go that way. And whatever comes, <laughs> I'll figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Man, sure. what a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Whatever. It's true. I How'd this you. cop become you. a hippie? Yeah. I don't know. Dream car? Shit. I have like dream cars in tears, right? Like, oh, I have, shit. Like, okay. I have like. Can you cry about them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have I that. Have, like, ever. I have like unattainable, like supercar level dream cars and then i have like i could probably get one dream cars and then i have like my car right now which i always wanted one of and i'm stoked and i would just like to trick it out it would be also a dream car of mine you know but i like like i mean really cool bentley i think would be dope like one of the newer like or not bentley sorry rolls royce okay like a rolls royce phantom you oh, ever seen God. one of those? I don't know if I have. Dude. Is it a, it's like a sports sporty Rolls <laughs> Royce? Yes, and or it's still, it still very sedan? fancy. Okay. Like it's kind of it's got that like Chrysler 300 tankiness to it for a car, you know, where it's just like a beefy looking fucking car. It's long. Rolls Royces but, tend to be pretty beefy. But it's fucking powerful and super luxurious, and I just feel like it would. You would feel like a pimp if you were driving it, I think. <laughs> and you'd probably be safe as fuck. Yeah, you fucking look shit. up look up like a fully loaded Rolls Royce Phantom sometime. That's a it's a cool fucking car. <laughs> mm. uh, so that would be one up there. Also like James Bond's fucking Aston Martin would be a really cool one. Be nice to drive an Aston yeah, Martin. Yeah. Complete with like the missile launchers and the headlights <laughs> and shit. I'd be up for that. <laughs> what person wouldn't want they're like we'll throw it in for free like I'll take it yeah or, or if it's a thousand dollars more right, yeah. I'll take the missile oil slick and smoke yes please yeah. <laughs> and those <laughs> little metal things caltrops <laughs> yeah those fucking th- what are they called caltrops yes yeah I want those yeah so that'd be one um, like on the more attainable side of things probably like an 06 hatchback Subaru WRX STI like with all the options mm-hmm just because I've had a Subaru. They're badass. And it was a great fucking car. Still have it, actually. I just need to fix it. But yeah. <laughs> but it lasted how many thousands? I mean, it'll be yeah. around forever. It lasted right? a lot, yeah. And yeah. it just needs some love, and it'll just last for... It'll keep on lasting. That's why I haven't sold it. I'm like, now in my car. <laughs> yeah. Subarus are, like, famous it's, it's for going backup. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of miles beyond most of the time. Yeah, where, it's where just the head gaskets. It's the only thing you got to really address. That's, and that's, that's all you have to do with yours, I, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't... Mine doesn't even necessarily need head gaskets. It could use them, but it's not... It's just got a small little leak, but... No, I don't know what's wrong with mine. <laughs> we tried to puzzle it out in Discord, actually. I have some ideas, but I'm waiting for warmer weather to test out some theories. So. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess those would be my three. Aston Martin sounds fun. Uh, those are good good choices, mm-hmm. I think. I don't even know. I, I've driven a lot of cool cars because my dad was all into cool cars. You can have my Rolls-Royce Phantom if you want. I don't if know if I'd want... Car. Rolls-Royces are pretty cool. I'd feel very safe. Like, I'd feel like I could hit a guy with them. I feel like nobody ever <laughs> no thinks problem. about a Rolls-Royce when they're thinking of dream cars. They always are just no. like, I want a Lambo or something That's you, crazy, the, the you know? contrarian. You're like, I want to look like a goddamn dictator <laughs> from some third world country. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to do. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cliche to say like a, a Tesla or something like that, but I do like the the toy of a, of a car that's like designed to be fun. Uh, 
in a in a kind of futuristic way. I do like that. And the future is going to be lots of cars that are doing shit. Like you can push a button, like a dance mode in a Tesla, and all the doors open, and it plays a certain song, and it like I don't know, <laughs> makes your breakfast and spins around and shit. I think that's the fact that somebody put effort into that makes me kind of like okay, that's if I have money to waste. Oh my God! Good choice. <laughs> I Shane just showed me a picture me. of the Rolls Royce Phantom. Look yeah. at that beast, dude. Okay, I've, I'm <laughs> fucking with you. That feels like it comes stock with it looks bulletproof mean. fucking like, glass. Yeah, and, you're gonna be a gangster for sure. Yeah, like a like a John Dillinger style gangster. Yeah, for sure. And but they won't be able to get the bullets through the fucking bulletproof, yep. bulletproof glass. Hell yeah! All right. <laughs> I don't know. I've uh, there were some uh, neat Porsches. What you can do with a Porsche? Because I always liked. My dad was always into those because it was like a, a inexpensive-ish version of a supercar, and it's like a, you know, when my dad was collecting them, uh, you know, you could find a sixty, seventy thousand dollar Porsche that would go mm-hmm. up against those five hundred, or at the time like two hundred fifty thousand dollar Lamborghinis as far as speed and yeah, and how it would handle and stuff. Sports cars are cool. I just it's just a, well, I just want to own one. Sure. I like to drive them, but sure, <laughs> absolutely. I, Porsches are super unique, though. Like they're, they're. I would drive a, a Porsche every day. I, yeah. would, I mean, a Porsche Carrera Four. Like fuck me, running those things, all-wheel drive Porsche. The this just the clearance, and for this part of the world, it would be crappy. There was a quote from Mister Porsche himself that I always thought was cool about his cars. He said, uh, "I don't want to make cars that mean something to everyone. I want to make cars that mean everything to someone. Nice. And I was like, okay, that's pretty dope. <laughs> that's pretty dope. And you know, he's well, right. Cause it did inspire. You either, you either love a Porsche or you really don't, you really just don't give a shit about Porsche. My dad was so into Porsches that he was part of a Porsche group, <coughs> like a club. Yeah. And those guys, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were into Porsches. Yeah. And, and so that, Ferrari that quote, owners are kind of like that. Too. Oh yeah, man. They just, <laughs> but can you imagine hundreds of fucking Porsches driving down the those road? One percent or Porsche owner guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, although you know, there's $60,000. It's not unattainable. Uh, the 200,000. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shut up. You just get an Audi TT first, a poor man's sports car. And then you work up and trade it in for a Porsche. <laughs> I, the most expensive car I've ever had. It was the first, was that, Grand Prix I bought because I think my my new vehicle was a used vehicle and it was cheaper. All right, so let's move along. This is the next subject is completely different. Uh, and now for something completely different. Exactly, uh, psychedelics and mental health. Yeah, love them. Love them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for both. I'm pro both of those things. <laughs> well, this is one, Jeff. This was one that you brought up. Yeah, actually, I got to find it here in my in my phone. Okay. I was actually listening to another podcast today. How dare you! And now we're going to steal their I'm shit. Gonna ride. <laughs> I'm going to ride back. Um, no, I just found a, is a, a podcast called Citizen, which, by the way, I, I love. Cool. But um, there was a guy that he had on the, on the show that I listened to today, a guy named Nick Norris, who's with a, a, a nonprofit foundation called Vets. And apparently what they work on is uh, getting people psychedelic. The, basically, the uh, scientific research is psychedelic treatments for people with uh, both opiate addiction and uh, brain uh, traumatic brain injury mm. um, so I, obviously that's more the side that they, I mean I would imagine they have to work with both of those with vets mm-hmm. but they because it's not legal in our country to do that um, they get them out shipped out to other countries and other and other facilities that mm-hmm. that have the ability to do this in a monitored uh uh, uh, 
what's it called facility i guess yeah um, it's ridiculous that we're not allowed to do our scientists aren't allowed to study psychedelics in the sense for therapeutic but, purposes yeah everything that they said i mean it was really kind of interesting because they were talking about results and stuff uh of of people like who've been addicted to opiates for years and after it, it was a uh, ibogan i believe is what they called it hmm. um i it's like i-b-o-g-a-i-n i think I, i'm gonna look up more into it but it's it, it sounds like some type of mushroom or a combination of mushrooms mm -hmm. that they've figured out anyway these people have have come out of like one session without <coughs> without having the receptor issue in the brain when when they come off of mm -hmm. opiates uh and also it, it's really helped immensely apparently people with the the brain injuries from concussions nice so um Anyway, I, I, just, I just thought it was cool. I, but I'm curious. I'm like, that's something that's never going to happen in this country, or it would be very, very hard for it to happen. Because people are so anti Unless there was a way for Big Pharma to get involved so they could push it. Right, to make money. To make money. Right, right. that is part of our country's kind of MO. Well, but it, but it, it, it got me interested to look into it a little bit more. Because, I, I mean, I like the concept of psychedelics. Mm -hmm. to be used for some things for well, sure so we talked about this before the show and i brought up timothy leary like that was his hypothesis way i mean it was, some would argue that it was part of the reason that he was uh you know kind of a pariah in society there's other reasons for sure but it was because his research into psychedelics being therapeutic for all sorts of different traumas and stuff ptsd that kind of stuff uh it was started in the 60s and it really started before that it started when psilocybin when uh lsd was first created i think that was created in labs for study and so they kind of went nuts on that um but it was designed like the basically his premise was that if you're in a controlled situation with a professional uh that they can kind of reset those traumas and then through a series of of trials with that and they thought that with DM, <laughs> dmt as well yeah, well, it's, I mean, I think that um, the potential for using certain psychedelic substances combined with other forms of therapy in order to help with, I mean, not only traumatic brain injury and, and legitimate, like, physical illness, but also, like, shit like PTSD. Like, I was reading about a study of, they were pairing, like, moderate to micro doses of, of psilocybin with talk therapy and it was mm -hmm. shown to be leaps and bounds beyond anything else as far as being effective for treating um like severe ptsd <coughs> in like military Mel folks yeah. and that kind of shit and it's like you know the natural question is well, why wouldn't we be embracing that and exploring the hell out of it and funding it and the unfortunate answer is because there's no money to be made mm -hmm. on something that you can grow in the chicken poop in your backyard <laughs> right you know also some belief systems and stuff about you know drugs being bad and that kind of stuff as well yeah so it's been so. it's been maligned for a long time lsd i mean people think oh you're gonna jump off the roof if you do lsd because you'll think you're a bird and will fly right yeah. not necessarily uh, might. It's very, very <laughs> slim chance. It's, it's not impossible. <laughs> well, just like anything, uh, I mean, you might want to try it, from the ground. It can first. be abused, or you know, go south, just like anything else. Well, that's, can. I mean, there's so much medicine that we have access to that if you take it in a large enough dose, it'll fuck you up way worse than psychedelics will. You know, so it's yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. a strange argument to me. Like it all circles back to profitability. It seems like, but mm -hmm. do you guys mushrooms are fucking amazing though. Like all kinds mm -hmm. of mushrooms, not just the psychedelic ones. But well, I don't know about that. Mushrooms are wild, dude. You know that mushrooms actually have uh, their 
their, their DNA own government. Is, their DNA is like super closely related to human DNA. Yeah. Like they're, like they're a little really alien. There's something related. about morels that you can't get, you can't get morels in a store uh, because they, you can't grow them. Apparently they have to be grown naturally. Oh, really? Some re- I don't they can't do the a, a farm that, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Wild. And mushrooms are crazy. They Sorry. are. They there's are a super. Aside, no, there's. I'm super fascinated. There's a good documentary mushroom. on them that you're like, whoa, they're like a little alien that lives here, and then we there's, eat sometimes, and they have Smurfs in them. There's like warring. <laughs> there's like warring species of mushrooms. Odd, <laughs> dude, for real. I was re- I was reading about this. They had like so mushrooms. They well, like they have like these really elaborate. Uh, they're basically like nerve networks under the ground. Hmm. So like all the mushrooms will like connect to each other, but there are like mushrooms that are symbiotic and feed on life of things and there are mushrooms that are parasitic and they feed on like the death of things and, and they don't like, like their, each other their <laughs> nerve networks will like attack each other underground and shit and like that can be only mushrooms one can take over other mushrooms and shit wow. <laughs> that's <Here> dope it's <laughs> so cool mushrooms are metal <laughs> yes exactly i was gonna sing the queen song for highlander the theme song but i cannot <laughs> all right well fucking a so I don't know. Where do we go from here? I think it's How a good idea so that we continue I think, to do the science. I just think the idea of it is, is cool, and I want to look more into it, see yeah. what more it says about it. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me think of uh, the DMT. That they call it the. I remember reading a book called The Spirit Molecule by Doctor something Strassman, Richard Strassman, something like yeah, that. Sounds right. And and that was kind of his thing too. Like he was able to do this study at a, at like Arizona State University or something along those lines. Yeah, I heard about that. And, and you mention it. he actually got funding or some sort of okay at least to do because DMT I think is it's among the most illegal substances it's a schedule one or whatever uh, yeah it's so weird to see that they're like we're not even allowed to test to see but we can test all this fucking all the things that are basically heroin go nuts fuck yeah but we can't even test to see if we can help soldiers or we can't even, or, you know, people that really have nothing else to try. We can't even do that. We're going to put the people like Timothy Leary, which he did other things, but we're going to put them in jail. There's a lesson. Don't you even mess with LSD to see if it helps people. It's like, what the fuck kind of people are we if that's one of the way we think? DMT is crazy too, though, because it's like, it's one of those substances where it's not just like everybody has like a similar sort of experience there's like recurring themes that mm. are described very vividly by different people who have never spoken to one yeah. another about what they experience like mm-hmm. there's like lots of people talk about like these little clockwork elf elf creatures that talk to them and they're always like surprised that they're there they're like what are you doing here you're yeah, not supposed, supposed to be, to be here, here yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you hear that shit all the time but it's like very widely experienced the same type of experience i've read about like, it a few times from like different studies fascinating enough that we should be researching it in my opinion like right. that's wild <laughs> maybe it leads us they're like it's illegal because if you know that the matrix if you know that you're in the matrix you won't play yeah. hard you won't get play, back in the pod you won't care take as these much. bugs that's right eat the bugs eat the bugs <laughs> we will eat the bugs uh, alright well fuck there's a lot to talk about in this maybe in the future too we can come back with some studies and talk about it but we should each like pick a substance and and do it and then talk it about it a little bit yeah, and talk about it <laughs> fuck yeah we should have a mushroom episode that'd be fun when yeah. the three of us do mushrooms 
Yeah. Yeah. We were sent. We've been sent mushrooms a few times from listeners. So terrifying. Uh, I'm collecting. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I trust one of them for sure because he's a good cat. But, uh, yeah. I I don't send us drugs. Um, we're, we're not going to do them. Probably. <laughs> uh, time suck. Like we got sent. Don't shit do it. Wink a wink. The, yeah. Don't, send us uh, drugs that I know are say, no. Uh, Only the legal drugs. <laughs> people would bake things for Dan and mail them to him. Really. And, and you know how we have the poop soap. People, one somebody sent me poop chocolate one time, and I did eat some of it because it was funny. Dude. But, but they were like, "What are you doing eating that?" I'm like, "I don't fuck you right." I, I was hungry, and I'm not going. To- I, <laughs> <laughs> it was in the break room. I wow. trust them. I know that they're a patron. I know where they live. I am. I'm weird about that shit, man. Like, I, even people I've known for years, if they give me food, like <laughs> you guys, are, you guys are on the list of them. Like, well, if you guys, the- if you decide to kill me, I guess that's fine, you know. But like, the vast majority of people, if they're like, "Here, dude, here's some food," I'm like, trash. Yeah. <laughs> you, you throw it out the window before yeah, they see. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I just fully expect somebody to try to poison me. <laughs> have we all watched too many movies is that Probably. what the, i think our whole life is basically hey, we watch i'd rather movies. go through my life that way than get poisoned though so <laughs> all right let's move along from uh the psychedelic stuff that's something we can talk about psychedelics later unfuck thyself we're moving on to things to ponder and Un- jeff fuck thyself generally has a, a list ah, that could be a shirt unfuck yeah. thyself uh-huh. thy is such a like great that. word thy yeah. But I'd like to see uh, this list of yours, sir. All right, this is not my list. This is a list I stole, of course. Well, that's what we do here. So. Just stealing everything. Today. We'll see how it goes. Stealing steal. from podcasts. I stole like a couple weeks <laughs> ago. Professional so. steal. That's how it works. I don't know, I don't know how good it's going to go. But we'll find out. Um, the people you surround yourself with will define your reality. Right. What does that mean? Yeah, we've kind of talked about that a I little think that's bit. That's probably you know? true. Like, yeah. yeah. Your character is reflected largely in the people that you choose to surround yourself with, and by extension, they influence you the most, and you become like them. Yep. If you're the worst drug dealer in your group, uh, you probably should fucking figure <laughs> out. Think about a new business. Yeah. Or step fr- up your game. And your friends are probably all. You know, or rat your buddies or, out so you can be the kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Or make a franchise and put all your friends to work for you. Fair there enough. You, you know, I'm not anti-drugs. <laughs> I'm not anti-drugs. That was a bad example for a guy like me. <laughs> I think this one's pretty straightforward. Complaining about your situation does nothing. It's action that makes shit happen, which I think is yeah. true. I, I feels good sometimes, though. It does. It, well, I like to. Like make. I said, you're you're free to complain about a situation as long as you're going to follow it up with a do you, <laughs> with a solution yourself or a question of what do you think? Mm. What do you think I should do? Mm. Because you're looking for a solution that you don't have yet. Mm. But just to complain. Yeah, I think I mostly agree. I think there's there's merit to like knowing that like you know yeah I know there's a way out of this. It's not something I can do right now, and I really just need to have somebody let me bitch about it. Yeah, just get the poison out. That does. But yeah, complaining without at least eventual action when it's attainable, not much use at all. Even even complaining about on that one. Even complaining about something that you have no control about. At least you're acknowledging within that conversation you have no control about it, which is probably your major complaint. Yeah. (laughs) Unless they were you, you could just rewind it and redo it. (laughs) (laughs) This will not die. This will come back again in many episodes. (laughs) Wrong answer. No, I still wouldn't change. No. (laughs) So stubborn. How dare you? If you could save a uh, new... I don't remember the, who the guy that likes to shout this one, but uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for that. That's similar to the first well, one, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. That's why our moms, when we were young, they're like, you got to stop hanging out with that loser. Unless you'd never heard that, and that means that other moms were talking about you. <laughs> Damn. So, some people were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I was the guy. I was the asshole. Some people just know. They're like, I totally was the asshole. Oh, I, Eddie Haskell, those fucking parents. That was so like that old Dane Cook bit. He's like, every group of friends has a friend that nobody likes. And he goes, if you're sitting there going, no, no, not my group of friends. We all love each other. Yeah. You're the person. <laughs> no one. You're, you're not at all the parties. You're at some of the parties you think you're at all the parties but you're only at some <laughs> uh becoming a victim of your situation does nothing but make it worse i think that's pretty straightforward i think that's too. super yeah. yeah we've talked about that but that victim mentality is poison for if you're trying to you know live on this planet with some serenity yes good luck uh the most uh, important bit of information you have access to is understanding your purpose uh, I think that's probably a constant battle throughout people's life, though. I missed the very first word, maybe. What, what the most important bit of information you have access to is understanding your purpose. In other words, it, you have access to figuring out what your purpose is and understanding it. And no one can and help that's you the most that, important right? thing that you should probably know, which is probably true. Although many of us are searching for that purpose. Like, yeah, but most of the time, is, isn't that life is searching for several purposes? To make meaning out of life, yeah. I think, yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't, I don't know if I. Buy I hate it. that one. Shut I, up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that. <laughs> Whoever that is, shut up, sir. Not you, but the guy that wrote that. Just kidding. Not being able to rely on yourself is a sign of weakness. Yeah, it's kind of generalized. Depend yeah, I mean, if you're not a scientist and you're like, what's the scientific problem? <laughs> you should probably rely on people. I mean, stuff. unless you're like quadriplegic and literally need people to help you survive. <laughs> there are definitely some hashtag models for this one for sure. But I would say generally generally yes yeah. repeated thoughts become beliefs so focus on positive thoughts to develop positive to develop a positive belief system i think that was a lot easier said than done yeah but and, and there's not and there's some usefulness in and you know shame and there is but stuff. in having in having we wouldn't have it if we didn't have, if it wasn't useful to our evolution. But I survival. think you have more positive thoughts when you Maybe. start when you start taking more positive actions in your life. It automatically creates more positive thoughts, and just like, yeah. just like uh, bettering yourself in any way that you're trying to do that spiritually, physically, whatever. I think that um, you you better yourself mentally, and and you get uh, momentum in that same way. I think you're right as you do with your body. I think you do with your mind. I think so. So too. the best way to start that is start start doing what you don't want to do and start making some improvements in areas and then the positive thoughts tend to outride the negative thoughts because you're doing positive things I think our brain fucks us in general because it's just a survival thing I think I remember reading somewhere where it's like the ratio is 8 negative thoughts per 1 that's probably a shovel dick fucking <laughs> a shovel cock information but I don't even know how you would fucking calculate that to be honest yeah. but yeah, maybe you could. But eight to one. Uh, I had twenty-seven thoughts in the time it took you to say that sentence. They were all <laughs> negative, so I don't know about your data. God damn it! <laughs> A lot of them were about my stupid face and how he wants to punch it. <laughs> um, I like the statement. I don't know if there's more to add, but you're more capable than you think, and you're worth the effort to find out. Fuck yeah! Which I, I think a lot of people, they're 
again, they're so negative on themselves and doubt themselves so much that they have ideas and they're not even, they're not even willing to go try and fail. Oh man, we live the worst case scenario in our heads before we go to battle every time. Like there's never a time where you're like, man, it'll probably be fine. It's like, no, I fell off stage. I shit myself. <laughs> I fell on my grandma and she died. And then the, then the lights <laughs> fell and I killed everyone that I love. And it's like that, that was a bad show. And that's, that's the, how you think about what's yeah. going to happen the next, yeah. And the next one is uh, just because someone says you can't do something doesn't mean that you need to believe them. True. I would say everybody. Shit, I got that one down. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> in here has pretty much lived a life of that. Yeah. Yeah. Best way to so. get me to do something is to tell me that I <laughs> tell can't. Me not. <laughs> Three contrarians, go for it. I'll, I'm going to prove That's you right or I'm yeah. going to prove you wrong. Right. But I'm, I'm going to prove whichever to myself. I'm going to be with a lot of hate and spite in my heart while yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> my answer, watch me. <laughs> exactly. Hold my whatever I'm drinking currently. <laughs> so in this one, we've actually touched on this before too. While the things in your life may not be your fault, it is your responsibility to change the situation if you don't like it. Yeah. And I agree with that. That's, that's, a, very, that's a brutal uh, reality of life is bad things are going to happen to you. And even the person that did the bad thing, it's not their responsibility to help you get over it. Yeah, he it's might get shoved off the boat. You still got to swim. And it's shitty. And we've all got those things that we have to deal with. But... At you know, the end of the day, it is still our responsibility. Whether we like that or not, it's just a fact. The injustice in this world can sure feel overwhelming. Absolutely. Especially little things where you're like, okay, I can't afford anything. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my insurance just doubled. Speaking from experience, mm -hmm. uh, recent experience, where you're like, oh, fuck. You know, it's like, and, and now this, and now this, and now this, mm -hmm. and now this, and now this. I don't know. It's a difficult world to... So what I'm saying is do drugs. You should do <laughs> lots of drugs, and you'll be fine. And unfuck yourself after you're done with all your drugs. Unfuck thyself. It's easier to, yeah. <laughs> Again, when you create your own momentum, though, when those things come up, they are easier to deal with. And I, I'm, I'm Don't do drugs. finding that out a lot more probably in the last six months of my life than I have my whole forever. When you change your patterns to a positive thing, why? I mean, it just gets more towards that thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess could say, say positive two years of my life, you know, really. It's probably pretty true. Fucking it. But more so, than that, I, I guess I'm recognizing more of what it is in the last six months. So, Fucking A. I feel a bit unfucked. Uh, is that, that's the list, right? That's the list. All right. Well, fuck that. That's somebody's list. Thank yeah. you, whoever decided to put that well, up. We never give I'm them credit either. We're like, I don't even know who guy, that was. Some jackass. Yeah. We're just checking out the world's wisdom and seeing <laughs> what we think. And uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe we got more to add. Maybe we don't. Yeah. But it's worth a shot to have a conversation about. So why yeah. not? I liked it. That's what it's out there for. Fucking A. All right, let's do uh, Fuck This. We found a Fuck This for this week. <laughs> we unfucked and now we shall fuck. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that fits right. Uh, fear mongers and extremists. Mm. Haha. -ha. Really, those could be two different things. I'm going to go yeah. with fear mongers. They're not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. There's some overlap. <laughs> yeah. But fear mongers are kind of extremists of some kind, but they've just gone a specific kind of extremist. Mm -hmm. Like there's a religion called Janus that are extremists but their religion is to never kill anything. So they walk with like slippers on and they brush bugs out of the way and they wear stuff over their face so that they don't inhale bugs. That's not necessarily dangerous hmm. extremism. That's kind of like a pretty... Sounds miserable as fuck. Yeah, but yeah, as far as your, your 
impact not on the world. Not a life for me, but it might be for somebody else. <laughs> Doomed to failure too, man. Like fuck, like yeah. where where do you draw the line at bugs? What about bacteria? Yeah. What about? I mean, you don't think <laughs> you don't ever just, wash your hands? Just because grass can't run and scream doesn't mean it's not fucking. I wonder if a vegan lively cells. I wonder if a vegan that is a vegan because they don't believe in killing animals for food. Um, if they found out how many animals had to die for them to for eat the their farming. vegetables, I know from the farming. That's if they would still want to be. Like they're the ma- they're the super enemy of all the like little gerbils and fucking little rodents, like all the rodents yeah. and bugs and snakes. It's spe- snakes. I mean, I'm specifically talking about the people that that's their purpose. If they actually do, yeah, but you're saying that because you're like, that. fuck you, vegans, you should eat meat, you sons of bitches. I know. <laughs> no, I don't no, care. I'm no, I don't give a shit if they don't hassle me for it. But I mean, really, if, that's, <laughs> if See, that's, there's a hint of it, if that's the principle of what they're doing it for, they're, I mean, they're they're part would be they would be devastated to know that. I know, and probably. Change their mind. And you might have just some devastated degree. somebody by Maybe. saying that. And I hope they didn't. They weren't. I care about. God damn it. Look what you've done. <laughs> there were, is no creation without destruction. Simply the way that it is. That is how we are. We must eat to survive. And we got to eat something alive. No, you, ha- you can't get healthy cells from unhealthy, non living cells. You got to eat something alive. Blah, blah, blah. Or recently. Ah, never mind. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> eat the grass. Eat the bugs. We'll be fine. Uh, fear mongers. I'm not really sure. Like when I when I thought of this, it's really I, I added extreme to it because you know I, I ingest way too much Western media, I guess. Mm. And we're at a point now where nuance is gone, and and replace it. It's to replace it is like just pa- not panic, but like over the top hyperbole and over the top. Like we don't have time to talk about it. We just it. We're right. Just let's listen act. To us now. Yeah, and do what we say. And it's a lot of that lately. And fuck that. That's yeah. that's not how a rational. We're heading down. We're heading. We're getting less rational as our technology gets better. As our lifespans increase, we're for some reason like let's double down on government and <laughs> stupidity. And and so those two things hand in hand make for kind of a fuck that fuck. Fuck our fear mongering. Is this what we're supposed to argue with you? Or? Uh, no, we can all. Do <laughs> yeah. you agree? Fucking spot on. Yeah. Right. I agree. I mean, there's <laughs> it's kind of a. It falls squarely into a pair of archetypes, you know, where it's like there's, there's two highly effective methods for leading or ruling, if you will. Mm-hmm. And one. Good Machiavelli here, eh? One is, one is through. Um, fear and misdirection and then being the thing that wields it is a very effective way to get people to do what you want to do mm-hmm. and the other Secret way police. the other way is through uh, through hope and inspiration carrot and stick yeah, or, well, yeah. lots of carrot <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and I mean it's pretty e- if you've been on the receiving end of either one it's pretty easy to kind of determine which one is preferable <laughs> you know and right. so kind of both but, nefarious but I think I think hope and inspiration are a lot harder to generate than fear and misdirection are you know so True. if you're looking if you're looking for an effective way to manipulate people whether it's somebody that you know or if you're in a position of power and you're manipulating large groups of people fear is the easier answer and that's why our world is full of so many fear mongers that are just very willing to create it and especially even if even if it means they create it out of nothing you know Mm -hmm. or, or something very small but they just blow it out of proportion long enough to 
gain a little bit more, uh, another degree of control, you know, and I think mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of that in the past few years, especially, I mean, Big it's time. not only been the past few years, but it's escalated. It feels it's like been more, apparent, apparent. more apparent. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think Blade. it's wearing, it's wearing on everybody, no matter where you yeah. sit on the spectrum of, you know, what, what you think is true and what isn't, or what you believe to be right or wrong. It's, it's the, a weight on everybody's shoulders, it is. you know? And it's like, it, so it gets so like, I'm I'm so vehemently opposed when I see some some new entity or some new person who's just adding their little dose of fear to the mix, you know, or it's just like, oh, by the way, also, here's this, just in case you were starting to get comfortable again, just mm-hmm. want to make sure you're still off balance and feeling panicky. So you do whatever, whatever somebody tells you to do, you know, that shit is poison and uh, 100% fuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. I feel like we could probably talk about this one quite a bit. You're talking about murder wasps or whatever the fuck they were. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah murder hornets. <laughs> murder hornets. <laughs> Every, I mean, the media is incentivized to be that way. We as people seem to just think that shit's awesome, too. I mean, we want to gossip at the water cooler, etc. People like to live through other people's lives. Mm. They Pain love it. and, and It's also really fun to scare people. And profitable. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. super fun. Trolling like, you just, too, yeah, yeah. You just imagine like jump scaring your if friends. I, if I owned you know? a water yeah. company and yeah. if I owned a water company and they said the water was bad in, in Spokane, all of a sudden I'd be pretty fucking excited because I know people are going to come buy my water. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Could no d- doubt. Develop your own propaganda that helps you profit. I mean, you know, one thing I always think there's about there's oxygen in the city. Water oxygen is only supposed to go in your lungs. <laughs> 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 you know what happens when oxygen gets into your stomach? Your stomach expands and that's, eats your heart. That's dihydrogen monoxide, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> one thing that comes to mind is like good ideas don't require force. They just don't. Good ideas. People are like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, oh yeah, the internet, that's a good idea. They don't need, you don't need to force people, but like, you take the internet in your house. You're like, no, I, I want the internet. Uh, bad ideas require constant reiteration. Like, human beings need... Except for heroin use. Oh yeah, well, the, <laughs> non-addictive. <laughs> <laughs> but like, propaganda is required because these are things that generally go against the nature of like common sense and what people understand to be true. Yeah, I think you're right. If something's being thrust upon you rather than you inviting it, should probably always question the source seriously on it. Like, like all of all of the wise people in the past they kind of i mean a lot of literature is just that where they're like you guys really gotta be skeptical of fucking yeah. people that are telling you what's up all the time because yeah. they don't know they, they're not gonna know and i mean we have great Ourselves science included, now but you know even on this podcast filter, it's yeah, just exactly. like yeah like you should be skeptical of the shit that we say too. every word of my mouth out coming out of my <laughs> mouth you should be skeptical my name's probably wrong at the time. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but all right well what we're saying is we're lying to all of you all the time <laughs> yeah. not on purpose and i might be lying about that. we're just you know no, it's really we're winging it just as much as everybody else yeah, is that's the sure. reality yeah well this we're show just, is, is absolutely trying hard a, at it. a conversation with 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 four five six seven eight topics that's all <laughs> um all right well i think we all kind of think that fe- i just wanted to say fuck those people for the fear-mongering and Agreed. I, this country is just amping it up and the further we get away from the more we get into hyperbole and this is bad because reasons that can't really that fall apart or maybe don't fall apart but aren't very great i mean we're not going to be able to have conversations we're not going to we're logic is going away when yeah. we can't talk and when fear-mongering is okay 
and when we're, we're we should be calling out people that are fear mongering like why are you doing that yeah. like stop that right now you hack mm-hmm. like so many Americans see through that we should really be responsible for saying stop it yeah I mean we can not watch it which is what most people do but we also could probably be like calling people out like I think there should be a, a show or a fucking a service for Americans where it's like propaganda watch like you get too far out into yeah, that world like we've talked about that's that a no yeah. that's a bad little talking head no. <laughs> all right let's move on to uh, oh my goodness <laughs> the reasonable party I'm sk- no we're skipping that one this week. <laughs> no this one gets way too heavy we're skipping <laughs> that, that was kind of reasonable's party yeah, you I guys agree. agree? Yeah, okay, let's do this. Onward, <laughs> yeah. All right, advice uh, that we give ourselves. This one is about guilt and how to use guilt and shame for your own benefit. I think oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is a yeah, Jeff yeah. one, I think. So, you know, I and then we got that. something that we learned that that I've been waiting for all day. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So what I wanted to talk about was using the feeling of guilt uh, instead of using. Everybody feels guilt, and then they generally go to a negative place but I think that guilt is really something that it's a feeling that we can actually use to our advantage Um, the easiest example is say you get in shape and then you start falling out of shape because you stop doing the things that you needed to do to get yourself in shape to begin with and then you start feeling guilty about that and then instead of but so you know you've got to get off your ass and go do something, but now you've got guilt and you've got shame and you've got disappointment and you're feeling all these terrible things about yourself. Like guilt should be used as if you do something either wrong, you're doing something that you know to be wrong or that you dislike about yourself and you're feeling guilt, it should be the motivator that helps you change that behavior Mm -hmm. because we're the only ones that can change our behaviors and the things that are life. So if we, if we do something and we feel guilty about it, instead of feeling shame and disappointment about that, we should be getting excited about that because that tells you where you are morally and, and and how much you care about yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you feel guilty about something, it can help motivate you to change that behavior in general. And, And I use working out as just an example of instead of feeling guilty and sending you the other way where you just give up it should actually push you to want to get rid of that feeling and you know the way to do that is to to, to get off your ass and start doing something then you start feeling good about yourself and you yeah. see results and then the same those good feelings come back but I think it could be in anything in your life you, you know if you lie to somebody and you feel guilty about it you know that should be an indicator why well, I, I probably shouldn't fucking lie because yeah. I feel like shit about that so think about it a little harder next time when you're in a situation where you might lie like you did that made you feel guilty, right? Right. You'll think about right. it. Right, or, or anything that you did, whether it be to wrong somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, if your feeling of guilt, don't let that overcome you and throw you into depression. Be happy that you should be excited that you have that feeling because that's a positive thing. It's like showing you which, here's the pathway to improve yourself. Like right. literally this pathway. Don't do this again. Right. Close the door Shame. behind yourself yeah. and never come yeah. back this here. This is your opportunity to change whatever the behavior is that you don't like in yourself and this is why you don't like it. Now you get to fix it, and that mean that's not always an easy thing. Watch to do, then but. somebody takes this really serious, and they're like, they just create shame spirals in their <laughs> life just to fix. Just to, I, I I'm love learning. This guilt, ah, yes. I've learned guilt is my friend. Thank you, Jeff. So, I don't know. Just another way to think about it, because usually it doesn't go that way, but you can manipulate it to, if you if you choose to. That's a it's a high. I think that's a high level brain game. That's a but that's a tool when you can harness it, right? Yeah. So for sure mm-hmm. but it's an accessible one because we all have that guilt that does drive us to do positive things I think we're like fuck fine I'll fucking face this thing because they're mad at me or whatever yeah 
Right. I don't know. All right. Well, fuck that. Oh, wait, no, that's advice. Uh, fuck it anyway. No. All right. So uh, <laughs> harness your shame and your guilt if you can. And then report back and let us know how you do. Yeah. I mean, it it, it, it produces, it, guilt produces two two following of uh, the following behaviors, which is inspirational, inspiration or devastation. I mean, that that's what you get from guilt. No one, one or the other. But you can choose which one you're going to get. Do your best. Try not to do anything where you have to say you're sorry, if you can. Yeah. Live a life where you apologize as little as possible because of doing the right thing, if you can. <laughs> I don't know. I Avoid think, having guilt, but if, you, if you're there, use it wisely. I think there's another facet to guilt, too, that makes it a bit more challenging in some cases because a lot of the times when you feel the deepest guilt, it's over something that you wish you would have done differently that you can't ever change you know like you can't take it back like i mean sure you can learn from it and apply it moving forward but it's like ooh, i made a big misstep and it changed everything forever and there's no taking it back you know and it's like wrestling with that feeling is is the harder part of guilt and i don't say that to invalidate your statement by any means because it's still an opportunity for you to grow from that, you know, and right. harness that and use it. But I think that that's uh, it, it bears saying that, like, that's where the the like where real guilt comes from, you know, like the the, the kind that you wrestle with, not like, oh, I I lied to Jeff and or I I lied to Shaden about not wanting to use the rewind button and changing things and and you feel guilty about it. But even at that, yeah. but yeah. even yeah. at that, the end result is still... <laughs> bring it back every show. Five times. The end result is still <laughs> the same. Guilt is either going to bring inspiration or devastation. And that's still up to you, no matter what the change is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but it still is a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. I guess, I guess my point in saying that was to say that there's going to be some guilt that even if you choose to harness it towards inspiration, it's still not going to go away. It's just going to be something that you have to live with and continue to channel, you know, like it's like just is a part of you at that point and you've just chosen to integrate it as a positive part rather than a negative part. Yeah. Right. Instead of a bug gnawing at the back of you in a painful way, it's a bug gnawing at the back of you in a semi-positive <laughs> reminder way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Sure. All right. Uh, I do have one more question. Uh, would you rather be able to pause your life or rewind? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. This is our final thing of the day. This is a short one. This this ride was quick. You didn't know it was going to be quick. It's like Splash Mountain. Yeah. It's just Sometimes. get out there. You're wet. He wanted to get wet. It's Sometimes you finish a little early. It's nobody's fault. That's right. Last week we were going to do the marathon okay. Kama Sutra <laughs> shit. We were trying all the to beat yourself up and feel guilty about it. <laughs> hey. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, I'm performing at my best. It's the best I can do. Oh, I haven't had any oysters for years. All right. This is uh, things that Shaden learned, and I'm excited for this one. I don't things know how Jeff feels, but I feel this was... I'm not even going to say anything. I forgot what it was. Okay. Good. This is uh, my favorite thing that I've learned recently, let alone this week. But So, apparently, uh, ancient Greek people could not see the color blue. You do not. I cannot believe that. Right. Explain okay. to me how it's possible. So, and it's not only the, it's not only ancient Greek people. There's a lot so of ancient like, cultures. Daddy, what color is this guy? Gray. Yeah. They have, not blue. They have. They <laughs> it's have. Not the color I can't see. <laughs> There's it's a hard concept of <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is interesting. The more you pick at it, because the the expository of it is 
the the language that we choose to frame our surroundings has a direct effect on what we can perceive in our surroundings. Fucking matrix is falling apart again. So here's the deal. The in ancient Greek language, there is no word for blue. There's no word for it because they didn't perceive it that way. Even if you look at um, the uh, what's Homer's big famous work. Oh, the Iliad Odyssey. Yeah. So when he describes the sea in there. I was like, Homer Simpson, does he work at a brewery? (laughs) (laughs) He works at a nuclear power plant. (laughs) When Homer described the sea in the Iliad, he said it was like a deep wine color. He described it in in like, like he's like goofy red. The sky is goofy red. And, and, and there's been, there's been people in the literary community that are like, Oh, he was just taking poetic license with it. And it's like, okay, maybe, but still, there's no word for blue in the whole fucking language. There's just not. They didn't see the. They didn't see the sea that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't see the sky that way. It was like green to mm-hmm. them. You know, fucking son of So, God. this is not true only of the ancient Greeks. They're just one of the more poignant examples. And I was like, well, I wonder what the deal is with that. So then, uh, through going down this rabbit hole, I found out about a guy named Jules Davidoff who traveled to Namibia to investigate this sort of like color phenomenon because there's a tribe there called the Himba tribe. And they only have blue for the word. No, they, they, they have like 26 different words for different shades of green. Tight. But they have no, no concept of the color blue in their tribe. Like, and so he brought this like color wheel with like, a bunch of green on it and then one of the one of the spots was blue and he said Show, po- point to me which one is different and they couldn't do it really yeah okay they were like that's where they were like mm. so they only they see all primary look, they colors. all they all look green you know but then he showed him he showed him another one which was like a bunch of the same green but one of them was just ever so slightly more blue and he showed the same one to people in like Europe and people in the United States and they couldn't, they were like, I don't know, they all look green, but this tribe could immediately point to that one. Like that one's different. Hmm. You know, that's so crazy. Isn't that wild? That's so crazy. he was, so the theory is like, you know, cause they live in a jungle, right? So there's a whole lot more green shit than there is. Yeah, blue green shit, is right? like you know? So it makes dominant. sense that they would have a lot of words for green. But the fucking sky is but, blue sometimes, right? Right. Maybe, all guess, the time, right? You know, it's but like if you're used to seeing everything in shades of green, maybe that's just another shade of green. You know what I mean? That so, seems so, so hard. The, yeah, so do the they whole, physically yeah. see a different shade than we do because of the word issue or is it just not explainable to them well they couldn't pick it out or are we confused right, right. or my was right. my head of my what is going on <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's i don't know there's a the there's fact a, that i couldn't pick it out is that's that's the part that really yeah. kind of, i was like no shit you that's know because like i looked at the i looked at examples of the i'll show them to you guys when we're done here if you want but i looked at examples of the color wheels that he used and it's like very like it's a way different shade of like it's blue blue right and then <laughs> you know? green and then a bunch of really primary greens and, and they were like oh no they all look the same wow but then i looked at the green one and i was like i don't fucking know they all look green to me all right if this is <laughs> if this is shovel cock let us know and we'll, we'll find out but yeah pretty interesting so anyway that's crazy very that, <laughs> our ancestors fucking didn't have blue we're yeah. better than them my, <laughs> my fucking brain go, went into this whole so now we need to like, know when so, the word blue was invented right yeah Oh, shit. Yeah, 
So I'm my Watch brain like went the into 60s this, my brain went into this whole fucking rabbit hole where I was just like, well, it what if it what if it music. does yeah. what if it does have to do with like the way our language quantifies things? Like, what if the the language that you learn growing up or the languages that you are immersed in have a direct effect on what you're able to perceive in your well, I'd say that's I mean, we're trying it with other things. Reality. It's you know. proof positive that we live in a simulation and you should just do drugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you should be able to fucking rewind your life because that's the correct answer. <laughs> so it's interesting if somebody, I did not give Shaden that and the answer he wanted on that. If somebody killed your child in front of you and you could go back again and stop it, you would This is the one you want to go with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one is hard. I just want you to be honest with yourself, bro. <laughs> you would. You would. No. <laughs> All right. Well, preposterous. Uh, well, every, everyone is baffled. All I right. refuse to accept this. <laughs> well, thank you guys for fucking. This was a fun ride. It was short, quick, uh, but it felt like we got some shit off our chests and learned about some stuff. And I know what kind of cars you guys had when you first fucking started driving. I don't know. Yeehaw. We, that uh, Tercel might still be out there somewhere. <laughs> how long? How long before you you would honestly with yourselves? How long did it take you before you were a good driver? I got in a wreck the first day after I got 100% on the test. Shit. So, well, that test obviously didn't wasn't work out accurate. Good. <laughs> um, or would you say you're a good driver now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good driver. Nobody says they're a bad driver. Actually, some people say they're bad I'm driver. an excellent driver. Dad lets me drive on the driveway all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a driver. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably where it came on. I only wrecked one patrol car. Yeah? Well, well out of years, lots of sp- fast driving. That's real good. Yeah. Fucking, that's real good. And it wasn't even really my fault, so. So somebody still, else wrecked still my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone ran into me and then I ran. That's into why my car. insurance is double. I ran into another car because he ran into me, but oh. they kind of brushed that first part where he hit me away. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really want to talk about that part. Yep, checks out. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I was I picked up driving pretty quick. Same. And I was. I was my, fifteen. And I was great I was, driver. I was the whole. You know, <laughs> my dad was letting me sit in his lap and steer when when i couldn't even reach the pedals so like cars were pretty like it was just sort of like i know how these work <laughs> fair so. yeah and you take it to like video games you're like hey, fuck yeah easy, easy piece i played driver 2 on playstation I, <laughs> I know how to drive you know actually before we leave they for real a, a video gamer who was obsessed with one of the forzas or one of the the racing games and had the whole setup at home where he could kind of like simulate the mm-hmm. driving he went out My on a track. Got that. <laughs> he went out on a track and he beat professional racers. No shit. Yeah, and, oh, no. and they made a big deal out of that. And they were like, "Okay, this is a pretty good simulation." Cool. I mean, there was some. They didn't. He didn't go straight from the gaming chair to the car. There was a, a little bit of training, but all of those things translated into it. So the future. I mean, that is makes sense. The fighter pilots train in simulators all mm-hmm. the time, right? Exactly. So, yeah. right. Still though, shovel cock. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here, brothers. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a blast as usual. Yeah. And if you guys want to let us know how we're doing, or if you have a topic you want us to talk about, or if you want us to revisit something, uh, what the fuck is our email address? If you want us to rewind a little bit, perhaps. <laughs> if you want us to go back and change some things, <laughs> just a ride pod at gmail.com the gmail and it's of course scatcast.com to find a whole bunch of content and all that crap patreon.com forward slash just a ride pod is how you can give us some money if you'd like to see us get new gear and maybe do a road trip and i don't know do some of that kind of crap yeah yeah and we love all of our patrons thank you so much yeah we're very appreciative and uh yeah thank you to the trusted turd triad of don the shitbox wizard and chris the the dookie slayer the, the discord dukes. dookie slayer the dukes and uh Bodie, the quartermaster and thank you to the godhead and to uh my buddy alan in the garbage disposal and all of you guys that share this spread smear wipe 
I think it's the end of a long day. I'm like, scoot dispose scoot, of. Scoot the scat. When you're playing with poop <laughs> and thinking of me, I appreciate it. You. <laughs> but when you're thinking of us and you're, and you're playing with your poo and you're smearing it on the walls of some public bathroom, we appreciate it. Absolutely. I think so. You <laughs> want to make a little kitty asterisk on the wall with yeah. the poop. On it, and so we'll know that it was you and it it's was It's going to start happening now. That's I awesome. hope so. Godspeed, cunts. All right. Well, I think that's all of the things. I, I want to thank my wife. Thank you, wife, for putting up with me uh, the last few few weeks and all that good stuff. But as always, we'll talk at you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Bye. Bye. See you. It's just a ride. Oh, it's just a ride. Bing bong. You shouldn't hold it in like that, dude. Just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs>